Welcome back to the DS Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chaz. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Demon Slayer. Season 1, episode 10, Together Forever. Is this about us? Do you think that we will be together forever, Chaz? I think we will, until the day that we die. You're giving me winter vibes this evening. That is Why is that? Because the mug that you're drinking out of right now is the kind of mug... My mom doesn't drink coffee, but if she did, this would be the kind of mug. Christmas morning, she's watching me opening up the gifts that she got for me. Her legs are crossed. She's got both hands on the coffee mug, and she's just happy to be with her family. That's the kind of mug you have. It's July 22nd. It does say Gingerbread Baking Company. Okay, that it would explain it. What flavor, what thing you have in there? Coffee? Uh, yeah, black coffee. All right. Good old black coffee. You are one of those annoying type of people. But the good thing is maybe it'll give you a little boost and you won't yawn through the episode like you are not. one to do. No, I'm not wanting to. That's just my face being ready to talk. Is you yawning? No, you said like I'm wanting to do. No, that's just... I said like you are one to do. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't say you were wanting to do it, but you are one to do it. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. So together forever, man. How cute was this shit? Uh, Very cute. I think there is no cuter length of time than forever when talking about someone... Being together. together. Yeah, (laughs) when talking about being together. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's... What I don't like about love, okay, and this is oh, okay, this is getting deep with Chaz. Deep early on, pull up, scoot up your chairs. I thought I was in love maybe two to four times in my life. Two to four, okay. And every time the words forever are always used, and you know, it's like when you think about forever, you think, oh, we're gonna have kids, we're gonna have grandkids. Now, out of the two to four times, how many was was always also invited to the party? Forever, forever and always. Maybe that was one or two. Yeah, I didn't start using that. Until, okay, so two to four, forever, yeah. one to two, always. Also, that song "Forever and Always." By what Taylor a sad. Swift? No, 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 no. This song is way sadder. Um, the one by what is the name of the group? And he or she said, "I love you forever." <laughs> Yeah, but that's what what I'm trying to say is what I don't like about love is I'm not talking. I haven't spoken a single word to either one of the two to four people in years. Right. So, so you're saying fake. you're saying when you said forever you were lying. Yeah. But she probably said it to you too. So she, she said was it lying. To, we were well. both lying. So I mean, the lies kind of cancel each other out, and then it just becomes sad. That's what I'm saying. Love sometimes I feel like love's not really there, ever. It love will yeah. never be there forever. That's why I wish you would take my advice and stop saying it after the second week of the relationship. All right. Together forever. Let's get into this episode. Sorry, he hit his microphone. He's carrying around a 20-pound <laughs> mug, so it's hard to maneuver around the microphone. I love coffee. It's 6 p.m. So we're back with Tanjiro. He's slicing this arrow man's head off, okay? Yeah, I saw the slice of the neck last episode. Now what I saw this time that I was more even excited about was the fact that he also broke this ridiculous necklace. Yeah, he did break the necklace. And then this guy's head just comes rolling on over. Mm-hmm. I always love a good head roll. Um, and his, one of his eyeballs is completely popped out of the socket. Yeah, someone keep an eye on this guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see what you do. Do you there. like it? I like that. 
Dude, imagine being able to see your own face with your eye. That's what this guy could do. Dude, eyes freak me out. I don't, like, the people <coughs> who do the contacts, I don't know how. And also, and then I was thinking, okay, you want to know something about the Ronnie brain? Yeah. Here is exactly what I did when I was lying in bed taking these notes. First, Ly- I made lying in bed. That also went was stuff that me and my two to four people did. We First, lied to each other in bed because you said forever in bed, and then yeah, yeah we clarified that right. Um, so first, I made that awesome someone keep an eye on this guy joke, and then I was thinking I was a little skeeved out about his eye, you know, just kind of dangling from outside of his. And then you thought, oh my head. god, this guy can see his own face. And well, then I was like, ooh. Well, thank. So you, he's not blind, but that was another argument that we had another day. I'm moving on, moving on. So I was like, oh, it's just dangling there, and then I started thinking about eyes and how I'm not good with them, and then I was like, oh, what if I had to wear contacts? And then I started thinking about contact lenses, and I was like, can you? Is there a more impressive um, feat invention on just like the face of it? Yeah, like sure, you know, we have rocket ships and. You can drive a car, but like I see those, those take big, take a lot of like power and energy. Whereas contact lenses, it's just like this little flappy boy, and you just stick yeah. it on your eye, and then like, oh, I can see now. What? It's wild. It's the most, and this kind of goes against what you're saying, but like laser, laser eye surgery or whatever, where mm-hmm. they just fix your eye with a laser. Yeah, I think that's also crazy too. Or just anything with fixing your own eye is insane to me. Yeah. Now I got pretty good eyes, but they are dwindling fast. I've said it before; I'll say it again. People our age are going to oh yeah. A few years from now, we're going to realize we have an eyesight epidemic. Yep. Because there have been no. It's going to be called an ESC. Generations that have been just and staring at screens their whole life, like we have. Yeah. And our parents do it too, but the thing is, they're they're delayed. They're they already had a older. little, yeah. So and they're, I mean, we see their eyesight problems, but oh yeah, they've already got them. So what yeah. are we gonna be like? So when we get to their age, if that happens, we're fooked. Hope the lasers are ready for me. So moving on to the tenth sec, tenth second of this episode, um, his eyeballs out of his socket, and he's pissed that he won't win Muzan's approval. Okay, his objective was to get the head of Tanjiro. What is it, what is his earrings called? Ooh, you caught me off guard, brother. Well, that's that was his objective. Get the guy with the earrings. Right. It starts with an H, I believe. That sounds correct, but I'm just not. Yeah. God, I wish I knew. Yeah, because Muzan is afraid of these people that wear these earrings. So then he says, "Well, you're going down with me," and he lets out all of the arrows. That he has left, whatever that means. And he gets caught up in this, and I also had another joke here. He should have went for the head. Now, people are saying, oh, he did go for the head, but this guy's head is his hands. That's where his eyes are. That's You're where right. his power lies. Should have went for the hands. So he should have went for the hand, is what you're saying. You were trying to do like a head, but instead... Whoa! I'm... How about that? I said, you, you were trying to say head, but instead you said hand, and you didn't really put the E in there like you needed to. I see wow. what you were trying to do. You see what I was trying to do. He's seeing from his hand. Oh, God, we are on one tonight. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this guy's being a sore loser. This is what I put here. He's being a sore loser. He's letting his emotions get the best of him, I agree. Yeah. And he starts just pinging around like a, uh, 
one of those ping pong machines. What are those called? Uh, oh, I, you talking about? Like I even have that the, in here. for the lottery balls. Yes, like that. But I mean, I guess that maybe that machine doesn't even have a name. I'm not sure know. that it's a name exactly. I think it's just you know some wind tunnel that you put a ping pong ball in and it's going crazy. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Okay, and he's giving it his all. He's got to use all these moves just to not smash himself <laughs> into walls. And he uses so many forms. Yeah. Oh my god! I wrote down first. I was like fourth form striking tide. Because I was afraid you were going to flip the script and quiz me like I did you an episode or two ago. No. But then they were like, said seven forms. I'm like, okay, I'm in the... Cl- Either he's going to quiz me and I'm just not going to know, or he got so overwhelmed by how many forms there were that he never even thought to ask me the question. Nope, never thought about it. There's too many of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he saves himself from that. I would have gotten it right anyway, so... Yeah, so then his head half disintegrates and he's still going at it. Okay, he's got half of his head left, and he's still sending these arrows. When finally enough time passes, the dude's head completely disintegrates, and Tanjiro falls down, and then says that he has a broken leg and ribs. So, Yeah, the sticky note held on for just long enough. It did finally fall away here, because I would imagine perspiration. Bet his forehead got sweaty, and when you add some sort of moisture to that adhesive... Oh, yeah. It's just, it doesn't stand a chance. And also, what was this timer-based head disintegration that was going on? What was that? Dude, that's a that's one of the issues we have in this show right now. We've seen it multiple times now. It's like, it just doesn't, it's different with different demons. There's yeah. been one where it just goes away, and then some where it like slowly... So, de- so you're proposing different strokes for different folks. Yep. Okay. And maybe power levels. Maybe it has something to do with, if you're stronger, your head can be chopped off for a while and i, I mean because i was i was like I, I was like okay he's using the correct weaponry he sliced the head off i thought that was what we were supposed to do and then the guy just wasn't dying i was like okay what's going on here and then it finally did disintegrate and i was like hmm i was going hmm but now i'm here with my cohort and you're saying different strokes for different folks and yep. i accept that answer for the time being now if someone just you know their head gets sliced off, and they just have a three-hour tea party. I might yeah. have a problem with that. Unless well, it's we're like gonna see on. here later. Hopefully, this girl, the other fighter, she just gets her head completely Oof. just straight off. And... I am already uncomfortable with that. So yeah, this man Tanji, I put that he pulls a Ronnie and just finds whatever he can closest to him, sticks it in his mouth. Well, I had that he was, uh, you know, Doctor Chad Chart with a self-diagnosis. You're one to do this as well. You'll just yeah. be like, "Oh God, I've got this is what I've got going on." I'm and like, am I ever wrong? Uh, you're right, pretty often. But I think if I could go back through your medical notes that you've written out, you would be wrong a number of times as well. I could diagnose my uh, third and fourth rib being broken and my leg if it came down to it. I he feel was so like. quick with it. Yeah, he because he's smart. This guy knows his body. I mean, it's going to be a shame to see this guy, you know, moving around on crutches and with a sling for his ribs for the next next eight episodes. Maybe he's not right. It's going to be horrible. The action's really going to slow down, I feel like. So yeah, he puts the sword in his mouth and he starts crawling towards the next demon. I'm sure this is going to work out great. We go back to K-Cut fighting... uh, 
the Tamari girl. Okay, is that right? Yeah, she's a she's got Tamari balls. Okay. So she, I saw in the subtitle she has a name. I don't think they ever actually say it in the show. Maybe Arrow yeah. Man calls it calls one her that time. one time. But other than that, she's just the Tamari demon girl to me. So yeah, he's fighting her. K cuts fighting her when Nezuko jumps in and just does one of the coolest kicks ever. I, I think I said this like a couple episodes ago. They love to just put the entire budget into Nezuko kicks, and I'm down for it. Just keep yeah, doing I'm it. fine with it. Because I mean, she. I don't want to get ahead of myself because they're getting ready to have a duel here. But then she gives a little cute head pat to K cut Yushiro. That's his name, I think. That that's correct. And pictures him as her little brother yeah which is cute. Well, everyone i mean this was everyone's like favorite character this little boy right here so seeing him again you know in her visions it really tugs at the heartstring because of what we've lost it's not that's not what it's trying to do ronnie okay it's showing that nezuko cares no i'm just flat like talking about like an episode or two ago when she did this for the first time and i was like i was i went wait what who the fuck was that and then I, you know, since I'm a prof- professional podcaster, I paused, took a second, was like, oh, that's got to be her siblings that we saw yeah. for approximately seven and, and that, a half seconds in the first episode. Yeah. And I mean, Tanjiro, he's definitely not had flashbacks with him too, Ronnie. You got, you don't have a heart when it comes to kids. Well, Tanjiro she, is not a person in the show, so you're right. Yeah, that's how you that. say it in country. He's a country guy. That's how you say it like that in the woods. Where was I? So now she starts playing the real game of Tamari Ball. This is how Tamari Ball should be played. Exactly. Seventh century should have taken this from the playbook. And they were so, like, all about kicking it that also what went through my mind at one point was they seem like they know what to do with a Tamari Ball. Did Chaz get the rules right of the game? Like, I feel like they've I been did. kicking some of those in Japan. I don't no, think that they were just they have used. not once. They, they didn't even allow the women to touch the balls. You just had to find them. I think you specifically said that it was just, like it was a women's ball. It was a women's ball. It was made for them, but they just they have to just find them. They don't, they're okay. not allowed to touch them. But, yeah, you're right, though. The Tamari girl, she was throwing the balls originally, but she got so pissed that Nezuko was good at kicking it that she was kicking it back, which leads to the just the coolest little... It's not even dodgeball. I don't know what you call this. Kickoff, where you just keep mm-hmm. kicking no, it back and forth. Right. I said during kickoff, Nezuko's growl was so cute. Oh, she, yeah. Did you hear her growl? Yep. I was like, oh, it melted my heartstrings. The inertia of this ball right now. I mean, have you ever heard of one of Newton's laws? I've heard of one of them. An unstoppable object moving is unstoppable until yeah, met, met with a force with equal or opposite, or opposite force, force that will also make also, the object yeah. immovable. Yep. Repeating. So that means if <clears throat> what happens when an unstoppable, movable object meets an impenetrable, immovable force? Right? That's exactly right. That's exactly what Sir Isaac Newton said when that ap- apple fell on that fateful day. Now, I've got a question for you. And I'd like for you to answer honestly. If you were facing a demon with a bunch of Tamari balls at her disposal, who would you choose as an ally? Are you going with Tanji crawling to you with a sword in his mouth or a fully physically abled, yours truly, Ronnie Coleman? Oof. 
Do you have a sword? I don't have a sword. Okay, I'm going Tanjiro. But I got something in my mouth. And what is in your mouth? It's a snack. Well, that changes things then. Okay. If you're on a, if you have a full stomach and you have a lot of energy, then do you do you have a broken leg and you don't have a broken leg and ribs? No, nope, I okay, said I'm going Ronnie. Full, really? I'm going Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, you convinced me. Okay. Thank you. Nice. Yep. Big win. For We'd the be Ronster. dead, but I'd go with you. And if we were dead, you know what that would have meant? That we were together forever. Yeah. Lady Tamayo then says to K-Cut that this is actually Nezuko's own strength that she's using. Because all she did was just heal her. She didn't give her any enhancers or anything like that. Now, Travis, who uh, couldn't make it tonight, he's not dead, he's just not here. R.I.P. Uh, what do you... He, as someone who's now seen the series up to... He's seen all of it. Yeah, he's seen all of it so far. He's saying that you were wrong in your pronunciation, and it's Tamayo. Uh, wait, how do you say it? Tamayo. Tamayo? Yeah. Do you reject that? I don't know. He watches it in English, so who knows how they pronounce it the English way. We don't know how to say the names. <laughs> <clears throat> do you watch it in English or Japanese? Uh, main, or Jap- <coughs> Japanese now, after those first few episodes I've been watching. That's awesome Japanese. of you, dude. Congrats. But also, I don't like how you shame dubbers. I don't shame dubbers, dude. You Not shame, at all. you shame. Not at all. You don't openly shame them, but you're like, what's the word? You're just very backhanded. I do think that this show, you can be a dubber. I think there's some shows where you just can't. And one of them, my honest, humble opinion, is JoJo's. I think you got to go the full Japanese experience with that. You're picking up a cough. What's up with that? I've got some stuff in my throat. I'll get it out. I can't wait to play Fortnite tonight. It's going to be awesome. As long as you're not coughing into my headset. Ugh. Division 6. Nezuko then says that if this other girl... Not Nezuko, sorry. Tamayo then says that if this other girl were to actually use her full strength to get Nezuko right now, she would lose. What do you make of that? Why is she not using it? I have a great theory. Say it one more time. Tamayo says that if this Tamari girl were to actually use her full strength right yeah. now. I know. I got what it, what it was. This Tamari girl is not a kicker. She she has all those arms. That's her strength. Well, uh, She's being like, well, what the fuck? This low-level demon like Nezuko is doing this. I'm going to play kickback with her, and that's why she's saying she's not using her full strength. I'm calling bullshit on Tamayo because like, I'm just not that okay. impressed with this girl. We're going to find some other stuff out about her later. Uh, Yushiro even said it when she was throwing balls at him. He was like laughing at her, being like, oh, wow, now that you don't have Arrow Man and these uh, Tamari balls are on a linear path... Easy to duck. Easy to and dodge. And then he almost got his head lopped off if it wasn't for Nezuko. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's just because that guy's not that sick with Okay. It. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not impressed with this girl, so no. I don't think that she had a bunch of reserve in the tank. She probably knew that her friend already died, so why was she just, like, chilling out? Like, that's when you gotta take it up a notch. You just quit playing back-and-forth kickball. With the girl. She, well, I think it just shows that she's childish, too. I think it's because Nezuko is one of the most, you know... Prettiest? Well, she's very pretty. 
she is one of the biggest forces we have on this planet, but Tamayo doesn't well, want she's a drawing. Doesn't yeah. want her well I'm talking about in okay. planet demon. Okay. She doesn't want anyone to realize her true power. So she's like saying, "Oh, she okay. would easily lose right now." All right. I got some theories. Hey, I'm going to have some theories. Okay. So then Tamayo asks the 12 moon. It is a 12 moon, right? <laughs> well, keep going through your notes okay. and we'll just talk about that. If she knows the truth about Su... I put it right here. Sukuna? Autocorrect. It says Susan. Oh. It's Muzan. I thought you so. got your shows mixed up. Says that he's nothing more than a coward and he's in constant fear. That's why he's afraid of demons teaming up and attacking him. All right. Now my second problem with Tomio this episode. I like her. I think I do. I think I do like her. But it says this, uh, that he's not all about, is afraid of people teaming up. The guy literally has a team that works underneath him called... The Twelve yes. Demon Moons. But Ronnie, they're his straight-up subordinates. These Jeez. two... these two, well, Yeah, but how often do you hear about subordinates getting together and overthrowing the But if commander? he has them under control, it's fine. She's saying she is willingly and, not under his control. And you that know, is ex- why. You know exactly how long they're under <clears throat> his control? You want to know how long? Yeah. Until they're not? How about that? Well... He's got him whipped. Put that on She's your plate. She's not wrong. But is she wrong, though? I mean, he's got this girl whipped, but I'm getting ahead of myself. She's not even one of the 12. She's a fraud. She's a okay. fraudulent bitch. <clears throat> she is a fraud. She doesn't have it on her eyeball, but we'll find that out later. Spoilers. Um, so, yeah, this whole, time, this whole time that Tamayo was talking, she was really casting a spell, okay? Granny, right. Granny Tamayo, she's got some tricks up her sleeve. It's called the magical aroma of daylight, which I respect even more because that makes me think that like what she was saying, she didn't even mean any of it. It was a distraction. She was stalling. Yeah, she was stalling. I think she meant some of it, but we'll see. We'll or maybe see. maybe we won't. But what we will hear is the listeners hearing you gulp coffee down because while wow, you and Travis are the loudest swallowers I've ever heard in my <clears> life. That's no homo. Don't well, don't forget to say that. I don't know. She says farewell to the Tamari girl, too, because the girl uttered Muzan's name, and apparently that is the condition of what you have to do for this spell to work. Which is a dirty spell. Like, that is a scary spell. Yeah. So she does it. Nezuko actually falls asleep because she inhales some of this aroma. She doesn't utter Muzan's name, though, because she's muzzled up, as we know. And then this girl just sprouts arms from her mouth and stomach. Or no, sorry. Yeah, was it mouth? Well, and that's why I thought um, when you said Sukuna, or when I thought your typo was Sukuna, I was laughing because I had like a Sukuna reference right here because it was like some dude was inside of her. Yeah, it really was like that, yeah. Arms sprouting from, I mean, they were very muscular arms. And say, what, what, what were you thinking when the arm was out of her mouth? Aren't you armly? What? Owie. Oh, I've got an. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> All right, I've got one for you, but don't don't so, make me do it when I'm not ready. Okay. So K Cut looks in disgust while this is happening. Uh-huh. Like he 
he's seen this before and he does not like it. Rightfully so. One of the few times I'm with uh, Yushiro. Yeah, and same with Tanjiro. He's not enjoying this as well. Um, but then the hand that comes out of her mouth grabs her head and absolutely pulverizes it. And at this point, still not feeling bad for her. Okay, just taking my temperature on the situation, not feeling bad for her yet. Very graphic. I was like, oh, shit. Nezuka takes a little nap. And we come to find out that after this body of this Tamari girl gets pulverized and just beat to a pulp by her own inner arms, we find out that she's not actually dead. And she won't be dead until she's hit by the sunlight or if her head was knocked off by a Demon Slayer sword. Now, is this where they go um, and look at the eyeballs? Yep. Because tattooed eyeball... Owie. Owie. Yes. Yes. And I I like it, though. I think it's really... If you got, like, subordinates under you and you want to show them that they're part of the crew, you got to tattoo their eyeballs. I think I respect that. Do you not? No, I do respect that. I mean, Muzan is a... I've got it right here is badass you see he's very charismatic fooling all these fools because we she goes on to talk about how he basically lied to these two they're not really one of the 12 the arrow man probably isn't either but he made them think they were yeah which goes Uh, they're fools because like come on you don't think that they have a uh 12 demon moon meeting they never got invited to the meeting. They never saw 10 of the other moons. Unless he's got 12 other fraudulents. That's pretty, that'd be pretty cool to see a full meeting. 12 yeah. demon meeting. And how do you, are you interested in the, uh, the meeting of the 12 fraudulent moons? Yes, I want to see the real ones. And then it's like it, goes, it pans over and you've just got these like fat demons that yeah. can't hardly move. And it, that's the 12 fake It's ones. so much extra work for Muzan, but right now I respect <laughs> that guy so much that I believe he would do it. <laughs> I would love to see that. And I was on track last episode. I'm counting this as one correct prediction in the Ronnie tally. I told you. I was like, Tamari girl has lame demon powers. If she is one of the 12, she better be number 12. Turns out she's not even one of them. And they do call... She... Tamayo even says that these demons weren't that strong. And she's kind of right, like you were saying. The Tamari girl, her balls were only significantly cool when the Arrow Man... Like, they worked good together. Like, if they didn't have each other, though, they're nothing. Mm -hmm. Basically nothing. Even though the Arrow Man was kind of sick with it. He was, like, he definitely outshone her. Without him, she was nothing. He... The idea of being able to just make someone move by looking at them with your hand eyes. His hand-eye coordination, by the way, must have been impeccable. Yeah. It's a shame we lost such an athlete so early, but should have used his powers for good. So yeah, Tanji, <clears throat> he goes and to the lifeless body of this poor demon Ugh. as he can hear the muttering of the Marachi, which is... The name of her ball, I believe. Tamari ball. She named it, right? The ball's name is Marachi? Yeah. I didn't catch that because I was so uncomfortable. Okay. He brings it back to the demon's lifeless body. And he's he's way too nice because he says, here you go, here's your ball. And Now I don't want you to do it, but will you do an impression? Marachi. 
And then what else did she say? Thank you. No. It was like the creepiest line. You didn't Hold write on. it down in your notes. God, you're terrible at this. Thanks, Michael Jackson. Okay, he's got a Michael Jackson note. But what is it? Okay, what is it she says? She says, play with me. Oh, yeah. Ugh. She does say that. I, I did see that, and I forgot to write it down. I mean, playing with her in this state would be like... Play, oh, that's so terrifying. There, there's something about the movies slash films, because some of them are movies, where it's always like ki- they use kids to be the creepy ones. Mm-hmm. That's usually the creepiest to me. It's when it's children, children involved, and they're like, like imagine a child just standing in the like you're in a a mountain road middle of the night, and you just see a child standing staring at you in the middle of the road. How terrifying is that? Oh, that'd be spooky. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago on the Patreon, you can find it Patreon.com/slash/podcastchronic. I told the story of when I saved a cat who was stranded in the middle of the road being attacked by an owl. It's really worth $5. Hop on over there, check it out. If that cat had been a child, <laughs> probably would have kept driving. Because <laughs> I would have been too spooked. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. He then thinks of... <clears throat> he asks if dying from the sun is the price that she has to pay for killing people. As we see the sun come up. She evaporates, and then he thinks of Michael Jackson, a.k.a. Muzan himself, mm-hmm. and Muzan has got that swagger, okay? He has got that absolute swagger. With her death, I cease, I seesawed for one moment. Like, she had me for one moment when she was saying, play with me, although that kind of freaked me out more than it, you know, gained sympathy, but then I was like, you know what? You were turned up too much to 100. You needed to calm down, and I'd feel more sorry for you. Well, that's another thing. What The point about me saying she was childish, it does kind of suck if she was kind of a kid, human, before she went demon, mm-hmm. and has no control over the way she acts as a demon. So All she's, right. you know, that's, that's kind I like of sad. The way I like the way you're telling the story. You made me saw once more. Yeah. You're welcome. So Tanjiro... Goes back. Don't to the, do that, huh? Don't do that. I can't talk in my country voice. You no. Okay. Tanji goes back God. to the basement, and he sees a fully healed Nezuko. As Nezuko runs up, gives him a big old hug. All right, this is where my theory comes in. The note was fine for what it was, but for someone who's got a theory, you didn't paint the picture good enough. How long? Is he, like, kind of looking around, shouting, it takes a second, and they're like, oh, Tanjiro, we're, we're down here. <laughs> well, they and, had to run away from the goes, sun. And then he goes, D- I know where they had to get, I know where they had to get, but the, and then he goes down the staircase. Because he has a broken leg. Yeah, he goes down the staircase very slowly with his and broken ribs. leg and broken rib. We know somebody with broken ribs. And when we get down there, they're just standing there menacingly. menacingly. Right? It is creepy because then you think about it and you're like, okay, they're all three demons. I'm like, like, it doesn't matter how nice they've been acting, they are demons. I'm like, we don't have a chair or something. So here we go. You ready? Yep. Something about her still freaks me out. In a way, she might be helping, but I think she's going to be doing some kooky experiments on Nezuko. I think she's a woman of science, and she's going to take it too far that Tanji isn't going to know about until later. Now, spoiler alert, 
Nezuko is getting ready to go her separate way, but she will come back. <laughs> she will be coming back. And I think she's a good woman. When they're calling for him to come down, he gets to the bottom of the stairs. They're all just standing there. It's the same. You want me to paint an example for you? It's the same vibe as the first few months after I dropped out of college and would spend my days doing absolutely nothing, watching TV and eating honey buns and baskets of spicy chicken biscuits, which are now back. Don't know if you've heard. And I would hear my dad, who had been like working all day, start coming down the stairs, and I just panicked. I was like, oh, he's going to think I'm just some you know, loser who's not doing anything. Yeah. So in a hurry, I would just stand up in the middle of the room and try to make it seem like I was doing something, even though I wasn't doing it all, doing anything at all. So he would just come down, see like a pile of trash. Pile a, of tr- chicken biscuit. And, spon- and Spongebob on, Spongebob Chronicles coming soon. And he'd be like, he'd be like, why are you standing up? And I'm like, just getting things done. <laughs> <laughs> just taking care of business, dad. You're just like, uh, God, what is that? Pat, the SpongeBob when Patrick like drops his popcorn, he starts eat pecking at it like yeah. a chicken. You just start doing that. What's the vibe I got? Tanji gets down there and it's like they're kind of like caught unaware and they're like, oh, act natural, but they're not acting natural at all. I think Tamayo is a good woman. I do think that she does. Nezuko is a unique specimen, and she's like, oh, I want to find out more. And then I also think too, she's like horny to just tear into some Tanji thighs. She's like, after all this fighting and he's bleeding and stuff, oh. she's very good at holding back. Very, she won't do it, but she's one of those that's like, you know how when you see somebody and you're like, oh, they probably got some demons inside them. Yeah. They well, might not ever act hey, on them. Looking at you. Yeah. They might not ever act on them, but you can tell on the inside, if it come down to it, they would release them demons. I think that's how she is. Okay. So yeah, and then Nezuko runs over to Tamayo and gives her a hug. How adorable was this? It was cute. Um, the love that she... And this time, she didn't even uh, have to envision her old family, right? It was just them. She didn't. She liked them for who they were. Then she even gives K-Cut a good head pat. A nice old cute head pat. Second head pat of the episode, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Really likes messing around with that K-Cut. So adorable, man. I'd let her give me a good old head pat. I would feel so accomplished if she did that. And when do you think I'm supposed to like start coming around and liking Yushiro? Right now. Actually, no. I've got. I know when I start to semi like this guy. Okay. So Tamayo asks the Ronnie question and says, "Why does Nezuko think we are family if the spell was supposed to be about humans?" Mm-hmm. And Tanji says, "Give it to me." And then Tanji goes, he kind of laughs and smiles about it and says, she probably perceives you both as humans. And I I like this because they act like humans. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it held up completely for me. I kind of like that you said they act like humans. Um, But I was just glad that they acknowledged it because I thought they were trying to pull a fast one on me. And it's also funny, I I self-realize it here, that I made the theory that she was perhaps... um, evil or not evil but you know conniving and then in the very next moment she's crying into nezuko's shoulder and seems really touched about this whole family thing i suck but i will also stick stick to my guns i wrote it in my notes i said it on the podcast that's the way i I and i and i told you too she's got demons she just doesn't act on them that's a that's the pure sign of a good soul though because everyone's got demons and (laughs) And do you know how long she keeps the demons at bay? How long? 
Until she doesn't. <laughs> Until she doesn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she starts crying when Nezuko hugs her and says, thank you. And this is one of the most wholesome moments in the entire show for me. Um, I think in, I think 70 episodes could pass and I would still come back to this moment and be like, I was always on your side, Tamayo. Okay. Always. All right. We then get a flashback to K-Cut barely living as a human and he's getting asked a question from her. Yeah, because during all this, he's very antsy. He's still not, you know, fully, he relaxes for a little bit. But still not completely embracing the hug. Which, and he would become a weirdo like this if you only hang around one person all the time. You, your communication with others. But also, like. Because he never, if you think about it, they don't have any other demons to talk to. So this other demon is. Tamayo's got to see a little bit of this and nip this in the butt because this guy's got some serious mommy kink going on. And either she's, you know, a little manipulative, manipulative, like I've suggested, or she's completely clueless. I don't think she's completely clueless. No, she's she's blind. Know. She can sense things around her. And I think she's playing into it. Do demons do it? Oh, demons do it. Okay. I hope we get some action like that. Or at least like like a like a head nod like we know what happened i mean what is they they already have like all the other animalistic traits so yeah you think they they'd have to go they out. are pounding it out yeah so we get the flashback whatever to k-cut and he's getting asked the question if he still wished to live even if he wasn't a human and he looks into those beautiful non-blind eyes and he knows he must live what do you think you would do? I would tell her to kill Did you me. say there were blind eyes? Yeah, it was a joke. It was a well, Thank you. I'm glad that I swayed you to my side. That makes <laughs> me excited. I, so- I would tell her, as cute as she is, I would well one, I would say, Hey, is this a thing between us? And then if she said no, I'm just being nice, I would say, Okay, kill me right now. Decapitate my head. But off. she's playing into it, so she wouldn't. She'd be like she would say she yep. would say something misleading like <clears throat> and we've all had women say this to us before. I'll always be here for you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, which is kind of like saying forever, but not actually. It's like too scared to say it. Yeah. Now, I would probably tell her to just kill me. What would you do? Um, I'm game. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. You would want to live forever, you freaking weirdo. It's because I'm timeless. Tamayo is timeless. She's literally been there for 300 years. <laughs> so yeah, then Tamayo says that, well, we must conceal our presence because Muzan's going to be on our tail. Okay, We've been out here too long, too much fighting going on. He just sent these people. And then she says, sometimes as a doctor, even humans, particularly old and the young, they can see right through her being a demon too. So she's getting a little scared here. Yeah, she's like, I've helped too many people. Yeah. She's starting to feel some heat. I think I can see through it. When I look through those beautiful eyes, like I said, I can be like, oh, she's got some demons in her. But this also makes, because I still feel like most of the regular human population, for some reason, are just clueless about demons. And I think what she's saying right here is maybe not in particular that they know for a fact she's a demon, but they know something's up with her. Okay, okay. Like she's a witch? They think she's a witch? She, they're like... There's something mesmerizing and manipulative about it. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. 
She then asked Tanjiro if he would like for them to take Nezuko in. And K-Cut, of course, just gets so jelly right here and, like, is so put off by it. I Okay. I had a pit in my stomach. Keep going. But then she makes good points, though. And she says it would probably be less dangerous for Nezuko and they could try to figure something out. Because even, I was even more scared at this point. Okay. And I was like, I was pulling for her. I was like, I really want Nezuko to go... No. Dude, what I did are not you want talking about. But just as you're gonna leave her with this manipulative hey, witch, no. Just as you think he's going to say yes, Nezuko grabs him by the hand, and another wholesome, cute moment. They're all they all have to deal with Nezuko because she's just that cute, and nothing can break their bond. They're together forever, Ronnie. Look into those eyes and tell her something that she doesn't want to hear. I dare anyone. I couldn't do it when he said no. Biggest sigh of relief. I thank the Lord. It's like the the tale as old as time, when you've got like a a cute little kid and they they're like, Daddy, can we go get ice cream? And they look at you like with those eyes. You can't just say no to that. Yeah, I sign them up. I sign them up for speech therapy, and then I go <laughs> get them some ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> On the way home from Blockbuster, that's what I, I used to say that to my dad all the time. Oh, wow, you painted the best nine-year-old evening ever. And where did you eat? After Blockbuster? Well, you ate, right? Then you went across the street to Blockbuster. Do you really want to know where I ate? Where did you, you're building the perfect nine-year-old night. Don't ruin it now. Okay. Don't ruin it now. Beefo Brady's. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. You just, it's a Friday night. You had a baseball game at six. You got one single. It was the ninth yeah. game of the season. You were not, by any stretch of the imagination, the best player. You guys won nine to three. So the single really had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But since it's late in the season, your mom brought snacks that evening. You do get the game ball. And there's two kids what? on the team that are stars. And they're kind of like, what the fuck? I had three yeah. doubles. And I had that incredible triple play single handedly where I, no one else knew what was going on. I caught it and tagged two runners. Why don't I not get player of the game? Because they're too young to understand yep. the politics that go behind the game ball. So you're on top of my dad was nine. the coach, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you go to Beefo Brady's, you go to Blockbuster, you get some ice cream, you go home. Perfect nine year old night. Oh man. Perfect nine year old night. Good times. Good times. They then start to leave, okay? And Nezuko just goes running off. Like, she's just so excited to go on this journey. And as he starts to go up the stairs, Yoshiro, I'll call him by his name, finally tells Tanji, he goes, Tanji, that little little sisters of yours is indeed beautiful. Nailed the note. <laughs> <laughs> so many S's. It was a tough one for you. And, yeah. They're trying to make that the moment where it, I go, hey, dude, this guy's okay, but I'm when not. When he says that, come on, you can't, because she is. He's just saying the most obvious thing out there. But he called her, a, what do you call her, like a two-time whore or something earlier? Oh, God. Last episode, he called her something, a skank. Yeah. Something along he, those lines. He's been shitting on her like seven times, you don't get to say one thing as she's leaving. I saw his reaction when he thought he was going to stay. It's like, it's like how excited you get when plans are canceled. That's yeah. what that guy was, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets so... Uh, and then Tanji just perks up when he hears that. 
Because he's always there for his little sister. Right. Tanji's so nice. They leave, and then that damn crow is already telling us to go southeast. Don't call it the damn crow. It's the best thing in the show. It is, but I'm going to call it the damn crow because Tanji has a broken leg and broken ribs, and it's all like, Well, clearly he doesn't because he's southeast. up and walking. Ca-ca. That's not how broken legs and ribs work. He Well, he's a demon slayer. He's freaking ripped. Okay. I... We then see a cheesy outfit, Ronnie. In the middle of the road, as this stranger yeah. is pleading to a lady to marry him. I'll pop my bag and cover me in cheese dust if it is an old Cheeto puff. The end. End of the episode. All right. Pretty good episode. I liked, I enjoyed our time with Tameo. Um, can't say the same thing about Yushiro. She's an interesting character. I do like her. I'll be happy to see her again, but I've got my eye on her. Yeah. i got my eye on her. Definitely a little witchy. Uh, you can email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Join the Discord. Join it. Description below. YouTube. Yep, to the YouTube. Oh, I'm going to go and tease it. Chaz is cooking something up. Yep. And you're going to want to be here for it. If you like Ronnie and Chad, you're going to want to be here for it. I would give it an August time frame. Just wait in August. And also, what am I doing, dude? I hate nothing more than when people say something along the lines of we're working on something we can't reveal all the details yet it's a two-year montage yeah two-year montage we just recently celebrated our two-year anniversary so i will not be the guys go we can't reveal anything yet (laughs) but stay tuned keep an eye on our socials and we got to thank Catherine and argentina two of our uh fellow listeners yeah for they've been here since the beginning they sent me a bunch of clips to do I'll be honest, it's probably going to be 99% their clips. I might throw in 1% of my own yeah. and yours. But they did such a good job that... We're going to thank them like seven times they deserve <clears throat> it. So if you don't want to go back and listen to all our episodes, why would you? This yeah. is going to be a great way to get and the ho- highlights. And hopefully for new listeners, they can be like, let's listen to Ronnie and Chad. They can hear this and be like, wow, they actually got some good moments. What they don't realize is this is a few moments in a million moments. Yeah. You just got to find them. (laughs) They're out there. They're few and far between, but we've done so many episodes, you just have to find them. And then pay us. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.